Good day, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of the Hattrick and Ramsey Unleashed podcast show. Thank you for listening. Hope you buckle up, have fun, strap in, make sure you're secure, because you're going to enjoy the ride of a Hattrick and Ramsey Unleashed podcast show. Broadcasting from Edinburgh, Scotland, across the globe. You're listening to Hattrick and Ramsey Unleashed. The People's Podcast. Here to rock the podcast world. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, wherever you are in the world. This is the, the Ramsey from the Hatrick and Ramsey Unleashed podcast show. We're here to interview Jane Be- Bevan. How do you pronounce it? Bevan? Bevan? That's it, yeah. Bevan? Evan, uh, she is a Kent Woman in Business winner of 2015 and was runner-up to 2016 this year, just recently. We just had, recently had the award ceremony. Um, so we're going to... Jane has asked uh, me to... Well, I kind of asked Jane to, if I could interview her because I met her through somebody I've met on the, a, a platform that we, a lot of podcasters use now called Blab. Now, Blab is... A, um, a video call, it's like a social media platform. You can you speak to people face to face on camera, but it has a recording facility that you can record, and uh, we can, they, they send us the file, and by doing that we can uh, download the MP3 and we can use it for the podcast, uh, which we're what we're doing. So welcome, thank you for letting me interview Jane. Thank you. That's all right. Thank you very much. Uh, I know you've just, uh, I met you on a blab through Hillary and it was your first kind of uh, debut of the platform and I think it was kind of, <laughs> I think you're, the, the kind of the colour maybe have drained from your face. <laughs> oh, it was terrifying, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is, one thing, what you do is, good thing about this is what, once you get, as you keep doing it, you will find that you'll get more confident, you'll get more comfortable. Yeah camera and chatting to people and doing talking about your business talking about what you do and also it's it's only it's great for, for just developing and eventually you might find what you're using this for you might find that you have some ideas to promote your business or anything you know what i mean so yeah. especially when you do like these events going forward and if you have you, you record the event and by recording the event, you can actually have it on YouTube and you can uh, upload it to maybe a blab and people can see how the event went, for example, and yeah. from there. So it's a way a bit of a self-promotion for yourself. Um, so anyway, we'll go, we'll dig into the interview. Uh, we, you have your um, our mentor, what kind of mentor, sort of Kent Women in Business key person is just is coming to our audience uh, in the room, Hilary Steele. So we, just for those people, this is a video chat, but it's recorded in audio uh, for the listeners out there across the world so tell us you the reason why i asked you to interview is because you have also lost your mother to cancer like i have and obviously i'm very passionate to do something to raise money for cancer um as well and to bring awareness and do something just to create some an impact if not small so tell us your tell us your battery are you always from ken or were you um always brought up there and that is that your kind of area you've all lived in and you lost your mum sadly at 15 at a very young age I mine was just in my, in my I was 33 but it doesn't really matter what age you are it's still very hard we're still very yeah. young at that age so tell us 
the scenario of what happened when you lost your mum and you're saying that you also lost your confidence as well. So give us a bit of background and how that what, what all happened there. Yeah, I was 15 when she died um, and I was never very confident anyway. Um, but that really sort of hit me hard um, and found it really hard sort of talking to people and just sort of getting through life really. Um, but I just muddled through as best I could. Um, and... Well, I, th I started work um, at a local authority. Uh, it was my first job. Um, worked there for 12 years. And then I got pregnant um, with my first child. And I decided not to go back. Um, so I wanted to spend time at home with my family. Um, and I sort of remembered what my mum taught me. You know, she taught me how to cook, um, being a mother, looking after your family. And I sort of remembered... You know, she always taught me a, a valuable lesson um, to never give up on what you want. And I always wanted to sort of do cooking, um, but it, within a job as well, if you know what I mean. So I set up my own catering business from home. losing confidence I mean it's a lot of people do lose confidence when they lose a family relative as well so I mean how did you get over that what was your did you go through uh, did you go through depression at all or did you not go through depression or were you because of it because your low confidence were you bullied at school at all 
And how did you overcome all that to become after before you got to the stage of being married and having your first child? Uh, basically, just got on with it. Um, I had my dad to look after anyway, um, and my brother as well. So it was basically just a matter of getting on with it and, and doing the best I can. Um, it was hard, as I say. It's, I just found it hard sort of talking to people. Um, but it's one of those things that I just sort of dug deep and got on with it, really. That's that's the best way I found of doing it. And actually, when I went out for my first job, um, that helped as well. That gave me a lot of confidence as well. Um, sort of meeting people and that as well. Um, and it just sort of grew from there, really. So what was the local authority job that you were doing? Just Was it just general, like a civil service job or what was it? Yeah, it's a secretarial job. So totally different to what I'm doing now. Um, but yeah, it was, that, that, was, that was good. I uh, did that for 12 years. Um, made a lot of friends there as well. You, you started up a catering company. What made you decide... You, you liked cooking and mean to start a catering company, not going back to work and thinking when I mean, you've got your uh, obviously got a child and you need to, oh, you need to fund the child <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. Um, when you're not not going back to work, so um, what was the? I mean, was it was it hard going starting up? Was it going easy or what was the kind of process? It was hard starting up, yeah. But the reason I did it was because um, I could sort of fit it in with with the family. Um, you know, I could sort of do jobs as and when sort of, and they get someone to look after the son, the son um, while I went and did a job. Um, and I could work around the jobs, basically. Um, and that's how it's worked for me over the years. It's, it's, it just fits in with my life, you know, with the children as well. Okay, that's good. So tell us, how, I mean, obviously with uh, I mean, 1998, it was uh, nearly, 20, nearly 20 years ago. Yeah. Uh, have you, how have you found running the business? And was it, did you have lots of peaks and troughs? Did you have, uh, especially when the economy sort of kind of breakdown in 2008 when the, when the banks went kind of sky, kind of like downwards. Um, I mean, how does that how does that work for you in business? Was it, you finding that maybe you're getting lots more competition in other catering companies? Or you, I mean, tell us the challenges of running a catering company in the early, late 90s to now. Um, it has been hard. Um, I think my, the main problem I find is getting people to pay on time. That's, that's my problem. Um, it's sort of chasing invoices up and that sort of thing. Um, and yeah, it, it did go very slow for a little while um, from the other recession on. But I just kept muddling through, just kept going. Um, and I did take a break for a couple of months and went and worked at Warmer Castle Tea Rooms just for a couple of months while the recession was on. Uh, I still kept the business going. Um, and then I went back to it and um, it's grown ever since from then. And I actually now do... Um, having worked for them, I actually now do cakes for them and deliver to the tea room. Eh? So, so I've made that contact with them as well. Having soon, but we're going to talk about what made you decide to give some of your profits to cancer? What was the re- obviously was it linked just because of your, your mum because uh, of that? Or I mean, to give yeah, a- it, was, it was basically linked to that. Um, I've tried to do sort of fundraising events over the years, what I can, when I can, little, little things. Um, and then last November, I just suddenly made a decision. Um, you know, if I give if I give so much profits to them, um, they get checked once a year. And I'm if I don't have time to do fundraising events, then they're still going to get a check once a year. And it's it's sort of in memory of my mum, and it's sort of helping them as well because I, I feel so strongly that the more money they get for research, the, more, the sooner they're going to find a cure for it, basically. Um, and the more research we do, the, the sooner they're going to get you know find a cure. That's good. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, at the moment they seem to be are coming up with some lots of new 
sort of trial things, but there's a lot of trial drugs that they haven't maybe released yet, but there's also there was a recent one that they reversed something like cell reversal in some way or form, which seemed to be working on a trial basis. But you know, there's, I think we are getting there, and I think we, as we keep pushing, keep fighting, eventually we will have the cure for cancer. And yeah. it will be a, a, vic- a victory <laughs> alone, to say the least, but we'll have yeah. to keep doing uh, fundraising, fundraising, etc., to keep, keep that that happening and going forward so which is a great great cause to do um so tell how did you find out about kent women in business uh with being your a mum a mum i can't you say it <laughs> a, 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 mummy, mum a, a, a mum that one, <laughs> that one uh, that. um how did you hear about it and how did you get involved uh and to win 2015 must have been wow you must go hey this is great so tell us about that. Tell us about it was amazing. Um, one of my clients nominated me, um, and uh, I was lucky enough to get into the final. And very nervous when I went up there. And um, when they called my name out, I just couldn't believe it. I was absolutely gobsmacked. It was amazing, and it was it was nice because it was. Um, it was for my mum, really, and that's more or less what I said in the speech. This is for my mum. You know, she taught me from an early age, and this is what it's for. Um, this makes all the hard work worthwhile. Okay, that's, that's fantastic. Uh, and run, obviously, this uh, this year you became runner-up. So it was a close call. Was a on the, on the. I think there was more entries this year as well. More entries. Uh, so. so I wasn't expecting to get anything, to be honest. But um, I think they had. I think. Hillary said there was something like 50 entries in, in my category, something like that. So I was pleased to, to, to get, get run-up, to be honest. That's fantastic. That's great. That's great news. Um, so tell us, you're doing an event um, to raise money for cancer research, um, in a way, and it's got some music, uh, basically a couple of bands that are playing for free, which is fantastic for them. Thank you to them. Tell us the tell us the bands or the, the singers, the bands that you're using uh, at the event and the type of music they're playing, and uh, so we can plug this event going forward. Being held on the 9th of April at uh, East Village Hall, and it's from five thirty to nine, and we've got a chap called Steve Tozer on. Um, first of all, and he's. Um, very much like Michael Bublé, that type of music, sort of swing music. He's brilliant. Then we've got a young man who plays guitar, Sam Mumry. Um, he's very similar to Ed Sheeran, that sort of thing. A younger version of Ed Sheeran. Um, really good. Then we've got um, Tim Pinkham, who plays guitar and sings. Um, and then we've got an interval um, where we're going to have refreshments on sale. And then we've got, after the info, we've got Jules, who is, um, she sings a lot of ABBA and show music. So a lot of things out of musicals and that sort of thing. And then to end the show, we've got Dimension X, who is my brother's band. Um, and he was very keen to do it because obviously it's his mum as well. Um, and they play a wide variety of music and they're going to play for an hour at the end of the show. And they're donating all that time for nothing as well. Fantastic. So where can people who are listening to this, yes, you may be listening to it from Edinburgh, Scotland, um, but that's not, not going to be, if you fancy travelling down to Kent on the 9th of April, you're welcome to. And you, you can, Where can people buy tickets for this event? Um, they're available from me, 
uh, they go to my Facebook page. Um, all the details are on there. Um, sorry. That's okay, no. uh, so that, that's uh, Jane Baven. Uh, there's also what's the link to the event page um, on is there is it obviously it would be facebook.com forward slash it'll be the event name probably I don't know if I've actually got an event page right um, okay That's a, well maybe we can set maybe we can help you out and set that up for you briefly yep. or, uh, make help you give you some people to actually go to just to see where the event's happening and a bit more information about it so uh, but obviously for people who are listening around the Kent or area or, or London area who fancy going to the event to support cancer research and support this uh, this the event, uh, we can be able to refer to the information via our um, Patrick and Ramsey Unleashed uh, podcast page on Facebook, uh, but we'll post it around also on Edinburgh Promotions, even though it's not an Edinburgh event, but just for making it some other people that we know to share the event uh, page as well just to get, hopefully you can drum up some support and get a nice sellout and make lots of money, which would be great. That's great, yeah. Fantastic. You're having a raffle as well? Are you having raffle prizes at the event? Yeah, we're asking for donations for raffle prizes as well. People are donating those for us. So um, if anyone wants to donate raffle prizes, they can give them to me as well. I was going to say I could offer an, a, like an oven cleaner or something. I'm not sure that somebody would want to travel down to the Kent to clean that <laughs> Uh, but uh, it's not really the best idea. <laughs> so, when you're having cleaned, oh, what a prize for having cleaned, but the company's in Edinburgh. <laughs> yeah. well, that's always good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, we, we are we are having a bit of interference in the audio quality with uh, Jane's. There's a bit of feedback somewhere. We'll have to. We'll, it might sound better when we get the uh, the recording back, but hopefully it won't be too uh, bad. Um, going forward, hopefully you'll be able to hear everything that's been said. Um, but anything else you want to add to going forward with about your business, promoting your business, and how people can you? I mean, do you just do Kent area, or do you do all over UK? Would you travel if somebody phones you up and say, "Well, I want you to use this catering business," and you go, "Okay, great, I'm up in Stornoway up here, or Aberdeen, or something in Scotland." I probably wouldn't travel as far as that, um, but I, I do travel a little way um, as long as it's worth my while doing it. Obviously, um, but yeah, I have I have been further afield, um, but yeah, I've um, also sort of wanted to say as well that I've got um, the delicate Tom's Bakery as well, which I set up because um, my son was diagnosed as being dairy and sugar intolerant, um, and trying to find something for him to eat was really difficult, you know, without dairy and sugar. So I set up this bakery. Um, and now I do gluten-free, dairy-free, yeast-free, sugar-free um, for people with food intolerances, basically. So where, where can people, is this, an, do you have an online webpage for these businesses? Where can people find them? Do you want to see I do, yeah, it's primrosefair.com. Prim Primrose um, everything's on there. Primrosefair.com. So P-R-I-M-R-O-S-E-F-A-Y-R-E, with and fair is -E, just for... That's right. Uh, and what's the bakery called as well? Is it, is it on the same webpage, the bakery? That's all on the same page, yeah, and it's Delicate Tom's Bakery, yeah. So primrosefair.com is where you'll find all the information regarding uh, Jane's products that she sells on the catering side and also the gluten-free, dairy-free, dairy, wheat-free, etc. bakery, which is good. Uh, so I think a lot of people these days tend to become more, are becoming more intolerant to wheat and sugar and stuff as we get older. It tends to be more popular these days as before, you it wasn't that common but now 
that people are seeing to be developed, maybe with all the stuff that we're eating. It's got people with tolerances now, yeah. Uh, they're, they're, they're basically, they have less of a resistance to what we like to eat, but they're... Maybe a good way because it's healthier and it's changing our diet basically as well, which is great. Yeah. It's healthier going forward. So, uh, but anything, yeah, that's great. So we've got we've got the event. So if you are in Kent, uh, please try and go if you've got the opportunity on the 9th of April. And thank you for Jane for this brief um, uh, introduction about her and her company and what she does. Um, and hopefully, we're going to have a few of the, the tunes from the people playing. Uh, at the event um, on this podcast, so you'll be able to hear the style of music they, they play. And um, fingers crossed, you'll be able to, people will be able to be, well, aye, also be a big sellout, a big success going forward. Let's hope so, yeah. More people buy tickets, the better, really. Well, thank you. Well, thank you for joining us for this very brief and very quick interview. And uh, we will get this uh, publicised for you as best we can. And uh, fingers crossed, we can uh, everything will be go all right in the night, as they say. Lovely. Thank you. Thanks so much, Fraser. Thank you for being part part of this. Thank you. Please enjoy some of the music for the upcoming charity event by Jane Bevan. Come fly with me. Let's fly, let's fly away. If you can use some exotic booze, there's a bar in Bay. Come fly with me, let's fly, let's fly away Come fly with me, let's float down to a Peru In a lemon land, there's a walkman band And he'll toot his bloom for you Come fly with me, let's take off in the blue once I get you up there Where the air is well fine We'll just arrive Starry eye Once I get you up there I'll be holding you so near You may hear All the angels cheer Because we're together Weather-wise, it's such a lovely day You just say the words and we'll beat those birds Down to Acapulco Bay It's perfect for a flying honeymoon They say, come fly with me Let's fly, let's fly Oh, come on, let's fly away I get you up there Where the air is rarefied We'll just lie Starry-eyed Once I get you up there I'll be holding you so near You may hear all the angels cheer 
Cause we're together with wise and such a lovely day You just say the words and we'll beat those words down to Acapulco Bay It's a perfect for a flying honeymoon, they say So come fly with me, let's fly, let's fly Back him up, let's fly away Said, oh. 